Welcome to the Dear Doc Podcast, where we will discuss the business of running a dental practice with a panel of experts. Now, your host, Dr. Christopher Hoffpower. Is your resume or job posting just not being seen? You need a better plan. Whether you're looking for a permanent or temporary position or looking to hire at Cloud Dentistry, we have you covered. We connect practices with verified professionals interested in temp and permanent work. Sign up for your free account in just two easy steps. Go to www.clouddentistry.com and start browsing the dental talent in your area today. This is Dr. Christopher Huffpower coming to you from my studio here in Alvin, Texas. And today I am joined by Andrew, who is one of the CEOs and owner. Well, I guess you are the CEO and owner of Sonapure, which is dental hearing protection made by dentists or dentists. So, Andrew, before we get into a whole lot about what your company does, um, I want to preface this by saying, folks, I have a vested interest here. I was so impressed by their product that I actually am a part owner of the company. I own a tiny little bit sliver. But there's also opportunities for other dentists out there, just like you, who are always asking me, how do you find these companies to invest in? This is how. And they're open to investors right now, but they only want dentists. They want people who know the dental field. So if you really, really want to be involved in investing inside the dental field, somewhere that you know, contact Andrew after this. He is actually in the group. And I want to remind you guys, this is live, so you can drop any questions that you want down in the comment section below, and we will answer them in real time as well as we possibly can. Uh, so, Andrew, first of all, how the hell are you today? I'm doing great, Chris. It's uh, I'm here. I live in Reno, Nevada. It's actually snowing outside. It's beautiful. And I'm doing this podcast from my house. And uh, it's a it's a nice little start to the Sunday. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So I, I, I have to apologize again. I had to uh, reschedule our, our broadcast that we were planning on for Friday. I completely forgot it was my birthday. <laughs> when you get old, I don't know if it's if it's the Alzheimer's creeping in or if it's just you've had so many birthdays, it's not a big thing anymore. But I forgot it was my birthday. And my family surprised me by taking me out. So Andrew, thank you so much for your understanding on that. Your 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 listeners, they got to go easy on you here a little bit. The guy forgot it's his birthday. I mean, that's who who, who does that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no problem at all. I'm glad your family surprised you. Like I like I said to you in the text, that's that's good stuff, man. So you gotta you gotta take that and uh, and enjoy it. So we're we're here today. We're good to go. I'm excited to be here. So thank you for having me on. Absolutely, anytime. So Andrew, talk to me real quick a little bit about your journey. Um, to becoming a dentist and, um, you know, what your practice looks like, things like that. I, I, our, our listeners really like to to know you guys as dentists and as, you know, okay. professionals. Sure. Well, it's, it's a bit of a long story and I'll try to condense it because I know we don't want to spend all day on this, but I will give you my story. So I grew up outside of Seattle, Washington. Um, I don't have any dentists in my family or anything like that. I actually never thought even for one second of being a dentist until after college till about the age of 25. That's when I first had an inkling that I might want to be a dentist. Now, right now I'm an orthodontist, so I hadn't even thought of that yet. Um, went through college, majored in uh, mechanical engineering at, uh, at Santa Clara University, which is in the Bay Area, California. Um, decided that I like a lot of the concepts of engineering, but it wasn't quite the right fit. I wanted to work with people more. I wanted to have direct contact with people. 
didn't know how to make that happen yet, though. So I actually shadowed a bunch of different professions from orthopedic surgery to patent law to everything in between, shadowed a, a general dentist and thought, you know what? I love this. I, I, I was going there two days a week for like six months. Um, they let me come in and, and help and shadow and, and see all the different positions in the office. And it was awesome. So went to dental school from there. Uh, that was a journey as well because I had to quit my job and basically take classes at community college. We needed biology. We needed chemistry. We needed OCHEM. We needed all this stuff. I already had the physics because I'd done mechanical engineering before that. Um, went to dental school. The funny part is at that point, I did not think I was going to become an orthodontist. Uh, my eyes were opened to some awesome things that happened at UCLA Dental School where I went and some opportunities that I got to see that orthodontics is a lot more than just aesthetics. That's obviously a huge component, but right. I feel like we do a, a lot more for people um, than, than just aesthetics and ended up going into orthodontics. I went to University of Texas, Houston, where Chris, you attended dental school. So we had that connection there as well. You were, you were and, what, a year behind me or, or two? Uh, I graduated residency in 2016. So I graduated dental school 2014. Yeah. So you were two years behind me, but okay. you, you may or may not have been the recipient of my master test file, I believe. I, I wasn't for that. Cause I just, I just went to residency there. I just went to residency there. So I went to dental school elsewhere. So I don't think that was circulating around. I, I don't know. No, no, it was, it was just for the GPs. It wasn't a, uh, wasn't an ortho thing. You know how a little ortho they taught us GPs. So totally. It, it's, it's interesting though. You know, I think orthodontics is kind of a no brainer for a Mechie because it's kind of a natural extension of the properties you're already learning anyway. You know, my favorite thing about it when I was starting out mechanical engineering, I love the early on classes that were more conceptual then when we got deeper into it and you got these equations that literally span the whiteboard three or four times for a single equation, I lost interest, man. It was too much to get that deep, but, but, but orthodontics does combine both the concepts without having to do the calculations. Yep. Well, you know, no one's going to blow a stiff wind over your, uh, over your, your braces and <laughs> a, a failure from harmonics, right? Right. Exactly. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go and look up Bridge Harmonics on YouTube and you'll you'll get to see some really cool things. Uh, so um, well, that kind of brings us to you getting out of dental school and um, and going into practice. And, and do me a favor, go ahead and mention uh, your partner as well here, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So my partner is Dr. Austin Lettingham. Uh, he is another orthodontist who we went to residency together at UT Houston and he practices in Wyoming. We're we're co-founders of Sonapure. Fantastic. And where did he go to school? Uh, he went to dental school and residency at UT Houston. So, yeah. All right. So, so my Houston peeps, you see what I did there, right? So, yeah. You, you brought us in. Nice, man. Way to go. Talk to me. Uh, talk to me real quick. You got out. You started your practice. And um, what is it that made you say, you know, there's a problem and I need to fix it. I mean, I, I think a lot of us, we, we see problems and we're like, man, I hope someone comes up with this. Um, but it's the rare persons, the, the entrepreneur who says, I think I'm the guy. So talk to us a little bit about that journey. Sure. I, I like entrepreneurial things. I was excited to start. I, I did start an orthodontic practice from scratch, um, about four years ago now in 2018. And, uh, 
and that's been a challenge as as I'm sure many pretty much all of you understand but um but it's been great as well and that's kind of that's that's honestly what makes me feel alive so as far as the hearing protection thing I was practicing you got assistance around you you got you know then you talk I talked to friends who you know, our GPs, a lot of them, and they and they do long procedures with hand pieces. A lot of people would talk about ears ringing, things like this, like it's just kind of an occupational hazard. It's kind of part of the deal. And I thought, you know what? We we routinely protect our our mouth, our eyes. Our, some people wear hair nets. If you're doing surgery, we wear a gown. We do gloves. All these things. If you look at a picture of a dentist operating. In all the PPE, the one glaring area that we don't protect is our is our ears, and we're around loud noises all the time. So I thought there's got to be something there that we're missing. And then I start talking to older dentists, and now now this is very anecdotal at this point, but there's so many older dentists that go, "What? Huh? Let me turn my hearing aid up." Right. And it was a lot of people, you know, they, these could be friends, parents, sometimes. Um, who are retired dentists or just older dentists that I would meet. We have a really close dental society here in Northern Nevada, which is cool. So I meet a, a fair amount of these people and it seemed like there was something there. So I started doing research, looking at articles and there, it turns out there are a lot of articles published by the audiology community, which obviously is going to be the, the, the um, overarching body of, of hearing and hearing loss and dental hearing loss is a major concern and, and there's also published articles which show that dentists and dental professionals in general, so assistants, hygienists, all included in here, lose their hearing at a rate double that of the general population. So I, I felt like I had to do it. And then, then I kind of turned over the entrepreneurial engineering side and, and figured out, let's, let's create a product here. Well, it seems like you're kind of perfect, perfect storm of, of skill set and interest that kind of went into it. And, um, and, and so how did you bring Austin into this? Yeah, so, so Austin and I, so we sat next to each other in residency for two straight years. That's how I know the guy. He's one of the best people I know, and, and, and he's amazing. And I also know how he, how he and I are different. We both studied engineering, but I'm honestly more of a conceptual engineer, as I kind of mentioned. I'm not as good at the heavy technical aspects. So right. I'm the idea guy. And I know that he's the guy that is good at the heavy technical aspects. So to, to answer your question, Chris, how I brought him in, I'm sitting here with the idea in my head. I know what we have to create. I'm trying to like buy random things off Amazon to prove a concept, not even make a, a good product yet. I did that and I proved the concept and realized I don't know how to make this thing. I don't know how to take my idea and make it into a product. And who do I know that knows how to do that? And my man, Austin was the guy. And, and I talked to him about it. He agreed. He thought there was a lot of merit to the idea, something that, that our, our industry needs. Also a good business opportunity there because no one's doing a good job fulfilling this need. I'm, right. I'm interested in business as well. I love it. And so we said, you know what, let's go. Well, and the nice thing is, is that your company is still small enough that it can be directed by feedback, which you guys welcome. You know, guys, if you get a pair of these and there's something that you think, you know, if only you had this, then they'd be perfect. Let them know. 
heck, let them know if they're perfect already. I mean, that's always nice to hear too, right? So um, I've actually had some in my practices, um, gave some to my associates because I no longer work clinically and they loved them. Um, I think one issue that they came up with was one guy, if I remember right, Dean's, one of his ears is a different size than the other. And I told you guys about that. And you said, that's in the plans. We've, we've got something to fix that. But um, other than that, they absolutely love them. Uh, what they loved about them was that they can still hear the patients talking. How did you guys accomplish that? Sure. So what we actually used an existing earplug technology called high fidelity earplugs. This is something that's already out there. We didn't actually create a new earplug or filter. Um, we buy those from a company called Eargasm and use them in our, in our Sonopure product. And what the high fidelity filter is, it knocks the noise down but it doesn't eliminate noise. So it's a perfect application for things like listening to concerts because you still want to hear the music, you right. just don't want your ears damaged. And that translates over to dentistry because we use loud things, but not ridiculously loud things like a jet engine, okay? So, and on top of that, we need to hear our patients or else you can't do your job. So that, that um, our earplugs knock the noise down about 21 decibels. And that's the perfect amount to get out of that damaging zone, but still allow for conversation. So that means, guys, and this was actually one of my first questions, so I'm laughing at myself here. You can't bring these to the range because I was like, oh, cool. I can use them in the office. I can bring them to the range. They're like, whoa, hold on. They're not quite suited for that. So they're great, though. Um, like I said, my team loves them. And um, I love the fact that you guys are dentists. So let's talk a little bit about what you guys have set up um, so far as your technologies. Um, and, um, of course I, I bent your ear and bait your arm a little bit before, uh, before we agreed to do this. And, uh, I got our members here at TBOD, a smoking hot deal. Uh, so, and, and again, uh, both Austin and Andrew are members of TBOD. And if you have any questions, um, Andrew is going to make a comment down below this live, just so that you know who he is and you can tag him and you can ask him questions or DM him. So talk to me. Uh, you guys have a, a really cool process, um, 3D printing and all sorts of stuff going into the manufacturer of these. And then, then we can talk a little bit about the deal. Yeah, absolutely. So as I said, Austin's the mastermind behind the technical details. He's he's really, he's really brilliant that way. And so he has gone on um, and designed the exact shape of our, our docking station. Let me go ahead and show you here. So I have I have a pair of Sonopure attached to these glasses. Okay. Obviously one each side. Now that's something I wanted to bring up. So hold on one sec. Okay. Other dental, um, dental um, hearing protection. I always lost the damn things. And, and whenever you guys showed me that it's such a simple solution. So go ahead and show everyone that guys, if you've ever used dental hearing protection before, and you know, you put them in your scrub pocket, you sit down, they fall down. You, you can't find them. You leave them somewhere. This is the solution. So there you go. I think a picture's worth a thousand words. Uh, what are you doing? Usually these are sample pair of glasses. You know, when I when I have, I can you can wear them on loops. You can wear them on standard protective glasses. I actually wear both. I kind of alternate depending on the procedure that I'm doing at the time. I have lanyards on both of them. So they're always hanging around my neck. So basically I go around all day with my glasses either around my neck or on my face. And my hearing protection is always in these holders or in my ears, one of the two. It never leaves my side. And as Chris mentioned, I mean, look at this. Like, that's gonna get lost unless you have a good plan on how not to lose it. And we've covered the two 
main innovations of our product, which make it useful and, and, and repeatedly useful for dental professionals. And those are that you can hear with them in and they attach directly to your, your glasses. And again, they attach to any glasses, they're universal. And that's the problem. That's the, that's the innovation that we're bringing to the market because previously all of the other hearing protection products had been driven by audiologists. Right. They're experts in saying, okay, this is the filter you need in your ear to filter out the noise in the dental office. Well, we lose them. You can't hear with them in. People rip them out and throw them on the floor. You can't do your or, job. Or, you or filter. My, because I, I know mine, I could barely hear people. I mean, you could hear them, but I could barely hear people. It wasn't, you know, a conversational volume. Hey, folks, before we get into today's program, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about one of our sponsors, DocSites. DocSites provides affordable and effective websites for dentists with no long-term contracts, transparent pricing, and great customer service, starting at only $59 per month. They also provide optional online marketing packages to help you increase your online visibility. For special offers, including up to 25% off of your website setup, text PODCAST to 818-489-9823. Again, that's 818-489-9823. Now, this is a limited time offer, so text now and lock in your savings, or you can visit DocSites.com forward slash TBOD for more information. Exactly. So, so that's what we've done is we, as, as dentists, we've taken what you need to protect your hearing, but married that with the features we need to make these actually useful in a day-to-day, patient-to-patient, hour-to-hour dental setting. So we'll actually use them and it's not a pain. We already wear tons of PPE as it is. We can't add lots more to get ready between a patient. People aren't going to actually do it. So these these make that possible to to wear it. You know, and this is this is a little bit silly. And I think I talked to you a little bit about how I, I how I basically I I would formulaically line out systems in my office to the extent I had 147 different macro notes so that I would never have to put a note into the computer myself. Every time I had to put one in, I made it a macro. Yeah. And so efficiency is super, super important to me. So reason I'm telling telling you this is because the hearing protection I had, I went out because I, I was in the military and I remembered we had this really cool little about the size of a about the size of a pair of AirPod in the holder, right? And it would hang around your neck and your your ear ear protection would go in there for the range. And so I got one of those and they fit. It was a tight fit, but I, you know, hang around my neck, I'd pull it out and I'd shake it and dig in there and finally get them out and put them in. And I want you to put those glasses back on and put those ear, those uh, ear protection in your ears. Boom, right there. I feel so dumb. Now, guys, he has these on. He can still hear me. We're Absolutely. still on the podcast. And so I feel so dumb that you guys, because I always believe that the, the, the most profound ideas are oftentimes the simplest. This is not a hugely complex thing, but I never thought about it. I had a 3D printer in my office. You know, I, I love that you guys made this innovation because it's so much more efficient time-wise than digging around in a case or digging in your pocket or, you know, losing them. So what, what, um, what else can you tell us about the, uh, about the hearing protection? Well, let me, let me show you here too. I'll, I'll give a little more of a demonstration on exactly how this hooks onto your glasses. So we come with, with three clip sizes when you buy a unit. And there's two pieces. There's this docking station piece, 
and then there's this clip piece. And as you can kind of see here, I'm trying to show you as best I can, they slide together, snap into place, and that's what holds it. This side arm of the glasses is sandwiched around the two pieces. So that's what holds them in place. It's not slipping around. We actually include three different clip sizes with every unit, thinking that, okay, one of the three clip sizes is going to fit on the glasses that you're trying to use it on. That's how we say it's universal. And we're yet to find a pair of glasses that one of the three clip sizes doesn't fit on. Um, also, it like I, I want to reiterate a little bit that audiologist that's why I wanted to get into this in fact for a little while I was so busy with my practice I said you know do I really want to get into this whole other business do I have time for this and what it ended up being the more research I did was like I can't afford not to like I said our industry needs this and also it's a great business opportunity and, and both of those reasons in that order are why I'm doing this and why Austin and I are both doing this um audiologists identified what would theoretically work but nobody filled that need of what will actually work for dentists. So um, that's what we've done here. And I'm super excited about it. We need to a great get price. this message out. So, okay. So here's the reason that I got excited about this product. There's other hearing, hearing protection out there. It may not be as good, but it's also more than twice the cost. In fact, what is, because I paid 12, uh, $1,250 for the pair that I had. How much do these go for, for non-TBAD members? $198 retail price. So you can actually afford to outfit your entire team with hearing protection at the cost of what I paid for a single pair of audiologists created hearing protection for dentists. And why? Because I was stupid and I paid the dental stupid tax. You know, I wish that I had had something like this beforehand. And that's a point you guys almost never make whenever we're talking. I think you don't realize how amazing the value is that you've created. So guys, you can outfit your whole team for the price that I stupidly paid for one pair of hearing protection. I think that's amazing. Um, plus you have all these crazy colors that you can order them in. Uh, yeah, it's a really customizable kind of a product. So why don't we, uh, why don't we cover your, your colors and um, then we can talk about the TBOD discount. Yeah. And let me, let me step back for just a second. Cause I think you made a great point. These are meant for any back office dental professional, not just the doc. And the reason is because the doc's the one holding the high-speed handpiece, but the assistants, their ears are just as close to the handpiece as docs are. Suction, good God. You know, yeah. isolate, or uh, what, what is that um, yeah. really loud one that is supposed to, um, supposed to be a cheaper version of the isolate? You know the one I'm talking about. It's super loud. I, I'm kind of out of the, the isolate game, to be honest with you. We, we use NOLA cheek retractors to put braces on. But um, and that, that's, a, that's another good point, too. Audiologists often measure, you know, okay, handpiece, hit the rheostat, put a, a volume meter on that, get a number. Separately, high-speed suction, turn it on, get a number. You know, separately, ultrasonic scalar, turn the volume meter on, get a number. Well, right. we all know... When you do high-speed handpiece cutting into, let's say, a zirconia crown, I, I don't have, <laughs> I'm kind of out of that game, but zirconia crown with an isolite in, water going everywhere, saliva going everywhere. It's a particularly loud patient because I know some just get stuck back there and it gets louder. Right. That sound level goes through the roof. And that's not, that's what's oftentimes leading us to go, oh, dental, dental professionals, that's not as important that they have hearing protection. 
because they're measuring a handpiece in a vacuum. That never happens. It's not just the handpiece get a number. Um, it's not just the decibel rating of the sound that causes the damage, but rather the duration, because it's going to be damaging those small hair fibers in, in the vestibular area. So it it's it's all of it combined and it's it's a huge need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and that's actually another interesting point, bringing up all these things from my memory, from my research. And OSHA identified, they did a, a hear, they have a hearing protection division, for lack of a better term, and they identify industries which need hearing protection. But one of their criteria is that you have eight hours or more of continuous loud noise per day. Well, they looked into dentistry. Dental office. The, the noise levels hit that, hit above the threshold of, of volume that they were looking for. But because you're not using a handpiece actively for eight hours every single day, we kind of slip through the cracks, but you think about that. You go, okay, you use a handpiece for six hours a day instead of eight or, or whatever it is over a 30 year, 35 year career. Yeah. Right. It's causing damage. It's just, it's just, it's like the rules of what OSHA deci has decided is an industry that needs hearing protection. We just slipped under the radar on that, right? but it, it, the rules need to be reset a little bit. We, we have a, a hearing loss issue in our in our industry. I, I completely agree. And you brought something else up earlier. Um, and guys, we are going to get to the TBOD deal. You just hold your horses. We're coming with that. Um, but um, it's, it's the materials you're cutting too. I mean, cutting a natural tooth material is going to have a different vibrational frequency than cutting an amalgam. It's going to have a different vibrational frequency than cutting a metal crown off, you know, or cutting enamel. Uh, all of that goes into the final equation. And what we can't deny is that we do have a hearing loss problem. I mean, you've met old dentists. You've talked to people who've worked in the dental field for years. They always talk like this, you know, because they, they can't hear. They don't know how loud they are. So it, regardless of whether or not we, we peak that, you know, most dangerous professions OSHA standard, we know that in reality we have an issue. And um, I think it's great that you guys have tackled this and brought it into a price point that is so very reasonable for so many people. Um, I mean, I, I delayed for years and I know I have some hearing loss because I've had it tested. I've delayed for years in getting hearing protection because it was so expensive as a new startup. I couldn't justify $1,200 to protect my hearing when I didn't see because of the incremental nature of the hearing loss. I didn't see that I was having a problem, you know, and and that's with electric hand pieces. I can't even imagine some of my friends who are using air-driven hand pieces that have a much higher frequency um, and, and, and are much, much louder. I, I can't imagine how much hearing loss they've gotten at this point. So I really, I thank you guys for, for having done this. Um, so let's talk a little bit about instead of $1,200 are paying how much per pair? $198. $198. But, and, that, and but not you guys, not you guys though. Oh, no. Uh, no, absolutely not. We have a special TBOD deal. We appreciate you guys and, and want to get these out there. We're, we're passionate about what we're doing. We want to get these in your hands and, and more importantly, in your ears. So uh, we have 15% off for TBOD members. And there's a, Chris, there's a special link they can click on to, to get to that, correct? And if you look right above here, you guys can get that link. Now, I do want to say before we jump off of here, because we're going to jump off in a couple of minutes. If you have any questions about this product, please comment down below. Ask us anything, you know, 
uh, Andrew's here to be able to, to explain to you. And in worst case scenario, if you need something more of a technical nature, you're one of these OCD guys who wants to know the specs, we can always bring Austin on on a different podcast and we can address those. So just let us know what you want to know about these this product. And, um, you know, we'll do our best to get the information to you. So what was that TBOD deal again? 15% off for TBOD members. Screaming deal off an already, already reasonable price. Absolutely. I'd say it's more than reasonable, man. I, I still, I'm shocked. Um, every time, every time I talk to you about it, because I did pay so damn much. (laughs) So guys, go ahead and click on the link, check them out, go down below, drop some comments. Andrew is going to make a comment on this video right after we post it. And he's going to say, Hey, I'm Andrew Lasanapir. Ask me whatever questions you have for now. I would like to make a call out to one of our other sponsors, Mango, who sent me this amazing water bottle. Mango was my telephone provider for years and uh, really enjoyed their service. Go to that same uh, website, Doc Off Investments Deals, and you can find a great deal for Mango as well. Uh, so for now, Andrew, I'm going to let you uh, you close up with your, your two-minute elevator speech or 15 seconds or whatever it is. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for having me on, Chris. And My brother, anytime. This is this has been fun. Like I said, we're passionate about what we're doing to bring um, this convenient aspect of hearing protection, something we we really need in our industry, into our industry and at an affordable price, even more affordable for TBOD members um, to to protect ourselves, to protect our own. That's that's the point here, and that's what we're doing. And we want to protect our team as well. And I wanted to say in closing, think of that message that it sends to your team. We're preaching, taking care of people all day. That's what we're the in, in the industry of doing. That's what we're working hard to do every day. When you when you buy these for your team, you're taking care of them. And I think that's that's invaluable because these are the people that you're working on uh, alongside of day in and day out to take care of your patients. So um, reach out to me with any questions. As Chris said, that's what I'm here for. I'm I'm uh, I'm one of the crew. I'm an orthodontist. I do this every day, and. Um, I'd be excited to talk to any of you or give anybody more information about it. So thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. Well, guys, you've wasted another 45 minutes listening to the sound of my voice and and Andrew's melodious tones here. Hopefully we have uh, given you some great information that you can act on. Please, please reach out. If you have any interest at all, Andrew is very giving with his time and his knowledge, as is Austin. And, um, you know, I can do my best to answer any questions you have as well. I don't think we covered the amazing colors, but if you go to the link, you will find all the crazy colors you can order these in. So for those of you who want to have color coordination between your ear, your hearing protection and your, your scrubs, we've got you covered, even if you're wearing rainbows. If I'm not mistaken, there's a new rainbow, uh, rainbow edition too. So You guys have a fantastic rest of your weekend. Andrew, again, thank you for stopping by on a Sunday to do this. And again, I'm sorry for rescheduling on you. Uh, Folks, this is Doc Huffbauer signing off. And that's it. Okay. Okay. Was there anything that we didn't cover? I think I think we pretty much you you asked me about 3D printing and I went off on a tangent and I didn't talk about that specifically, but yeah, we'll put Austin yeah. on and he'll talk about that for all the, the the geeks out there who want to know about the 3D printing and the materials that you use and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, I, I think we got I think we got everything I wanted to. Cool. I, I think I think a lot of the people who are capable, I, I, I saw you kind of cringe whenever I said I had a 3D printer, I should have thought of this. But I think the people what? who are capable, you looked like you cringed, uh, the people who are capable of printing these themselves and doing it themselves are going to already have done it. <laughs> you know, they're not, yeah. not our customers. All right. So um, let me think. Yeah, you got to make sure you start talking about the price too. The, the price really is amazing. Okay. Have you have you priced the the custom audiology produced ones? Yeah, for sure. No, I mean we're we're non-custom, so we're well below that. Uh I get I get comments on both sides. I get they're affordable and I get they're way too much. I've gotten both. <laughs> Are so, way too much from Indians? I maybe. Like I no, I believe you and I think they're I think they're great that way, but but I need to internalize that a little bit more because I have gotten some they're too expensive type of comments. So that that's people looking at foam earplugs and going and comparing them to that. Well, here's what I want you to do. Um, I want you to do a little homework because I already know how much they cost, but I want you to realize because it's going to, well, you, you know how it is. When you realize the value, you can sell the value, yeah. right? Yeah. I want you to research how much it costs to get a pair, a, a pair of hearing aids. Yeah. Okay. You, do you know? I've heard 6,000. That's about the cheapest I've found. Okay. Because I'm, I'm actually shopping for some for my mother-in-law right now. Okay. Was, you know, lost her hearing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and when you're looking at, you know, 200 bucks versus $6,000 and being able to enjoy music and the sound of your kids, you know, and that's the other thing I would anchor. So the reason I brought up that price is something called price anchoring. Are you familiar with that? Yes, but remind me, I've heard the term. Okay, so what you do is you anchor someone to a much greater price, either emotionally, yeah, physically, okay. painfully, or dollar-wise. And then you give them a much lower price because right. the deal looks that much better in comparison. Because if you just give them a price, they don't have anything to compare it to, right? So they're right. going to go out and they're going to compare it to foam earpieces, right? Totally. No, it makes and, and as soon as you said that, yeah, I know the concept. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Right. And so if we start doing that, and really beating on that price. And then we also, we can anchor it as well, not just to the cost of, you know, custom audiologist made hearing protection for dentists, but also to the cost of a hearing aid. Then we've got two price points that are greater. I like that. Yeah. I hadn't thought of the cost of a hearing aid, but that, that totally makes sense. Okay, cool. All right. As I think, as I think of these things, I'll let you know. Yeah. Oh, only, I just thought of something else. Only other thing that we might want to somehow touch on is we had beta testers and they brought up something we didn't expect, which was there's a short-term benefit to wearing these as well. Because if you get migraines, things like that, or headaches from when listening to a handpiece, right. people would go home at the end of a long day of seeing patients and not have those symptoms. So I forgot to mention that. I, I was actually going to mention something about that. I would, I would come home before I got my hearing protection. I yeah. would come home and I'll be honest with you. I didn't even notice it until after I lost the damn things. Um, so I would come home and I wouldn't have to go into a quiet room to get away from my family to, de to yeah. quote, decompress. And right. it was, I had this tension headache all day long that I hadn't even realized until I had the hearing protection. And then all of a sudden it was gone. And then I'm starting to get it again. I was like, oh crap. I didn't even realize this wasn't happening when I was using it. Huh. Hey guys, um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to keep this last section here. Um, so um, for it's for the post-production team. We're, all, we're already not live. So uh, yeah. just to let you know, this is the section I'm talking about keeping. Uh, just go ahead and splice it in.
Okay. And Andrew, just a couple seconds here. So Andrew, one of the things that I noticed whenever I had my hearing protection, and it, it's funny because it's one of those things where the absence of something, I guess, uh, makes you notice something that was already there before. So I'm, I'm wearing these hearing protection all the time. And like I told you, I kept putting them in my pockets and I lost one of the darn things. And I, as I recall, it was my right ear. Uh, so I lost it. And I, I came home that day, in fact, all that week, and I just wanted to be away from my family. I just, I was annoyed. I wanted to go in a quiet room by myself. And all of a sudden, it just kind of struck me. I realized I'd been having this problem before I got the hearing protection. And so what I finally figured out is I was having like this low-grade headache, tension, headache going on all the time. And I hadn't attributed it to the actual, the actual volume of practice or, or the sounds that were there. I just thought it was stresses or, or what have you, or my kids being too loud. Uh, can you speak to that? I, because I know you said that you had some similar comments from some of the beta testers on the product. We did. And that was, I'm really glad you brought that up because that wasn't expected. That's one of those things that came out of the beta testing that we didn't foresee and that was that exactly along the lines of what you're saying, Chris, is people would go home after a long day of seeing patients and say, I usually have ringing in my ears or I usually have a tension headache. And after wearing these all day, I didn't have that. It was that the unexpected was, you know, we know we're playing for a long term benefit here of, of keeping your hearing healthy long term and, and having a nice retirement because of it. But there's also this key short term benefit of you're going to feel better tonight after you practice dentistry today and that was awesome that's like added bonus it's like one of the few times that the law of unintended consequences works in your favor <laughs> right yeah no i was so happy to hear that i was like that's amazing and, and again i i'm an orthodontist so i use the handpiece yes we do use handpieces believe it or not um but not as much that's only because as... you can't let your assistants use it <laughs> <laughs> be honest. yeah let the jokes roll okay not the first time i've heard it um but uh, not as much as general dentists. And we're not cutting into teeth. We're taking glue off. So it's less it's less duration and it's less intensity. Now, I still wear them every time I use a handpiece. I think it's important. But I, I realize I don't understand the full effect of what it would be to do, you know, 10 crown preps in a day or, or whatever whatever would create the most noise in a, in a day for a, for a general dentist. Um, and that added benefit for those people of not having that ring in your ears so you can enjoy your life and, and not lose your hearing all at the same time is awesome. Yeah, I, I think that um, there's there's benefits here that you have to weigh that are difficult to weigh. You know, it's like um, the absence of disease. Hey, I'm not in pain. Hey, if I use fluoride, I'm not going to get cavities. It's hard to measure those things that don't happen because you are responsible. But I, I think that the value of hearing your kids' voices, um, being able to appreciate a fine piece of music, um, being able to appreciate the sound of the crickets outside and the birds chirping and, uh, you know, all, all these things that we take for granted, I think that's invaluable. So I love what you guys are doing. Real quick, off the subject, I want to ambush you with a question. Let's say you had one tip to give GPs out there who do Invisalign or who do braces. What is the best burr you found to remove cement from teeth without damaging the enamel? Oh, okay. my gosh. We call So I have an answer in my head 
and it's called the long flame in my mind. <laughs> I will have, I can look Is it up. Is a Messinger reverse flute? Um, it's a flame tip and the flutes go in reverse order, right? Uh, I'll have to check on that. Honestly, I don't even know. I just know it works and we have it ordered on repeat and I love it. And I apologize. I don't know the, the, the numbers, but I can look those up and put them, put them in the, in the comments as well. Awesome. Do that. Do that. Sorry. I, I just yeah. with you with that. No. Thinking, you know, you just talked about removing cement yeah. biggest problems for a GP. So you guys got some free knowledge okay. laid down right there. Go order some earpieces. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the dear doc podcast, your source for the business and legal questions associated with your dental practice. Don't forget to subscribe to the Deer Doc Podcast on all major platforms.